Creation, fall, flood, promises, exodus, kings, prophets, incarnation, kingdom, cross, resurrection, church, second coming. Now, again, those are just mile markers, right? They're just chapters. They're just uh, uh, kind of ways of helping us uh, build a framework so that we can begin to plug in God's story, right? So when when we're going to talk about creation, you know, we're not just going to say the word creation. Probably we're going to say something like, you know, God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke it into existence. Everything that, that exists was spoken into existence by God. He created the earth and, uh, and everything that's in it in six days. On the seventh day, he rested. And kind of the crowning pinnacle of his, his creation was mankind. He created Adam uh, in his own image. And then Adam was alone, and that was bad. And so he created Eve and uh, brought her to Adam and, and made marriage. And then uh, Adam and Eve were in the garden and fall, right? Fall. So then uh, the serpent came, right? We're going to begin to plug in God's story. So uh, here's what I want you to do. I want you to form up in groups of two, three, four, so whatever. I don't care. And uh, I want you to try to tell God's story together, okay? So it might look just like like I just did. Maybe I, so I say that much and, uh, then I'm like, uh, okay, you know, Laura, you take over. And so Laura takes over at fall and she says, what would you say, Laura? Oh, um, Adam and Eve sinned and ate fruit and, yeah. um, and, um, with that came, uh, they got kicked out of the garden and came death and suffering and go on, Jim. Hey, there you go. That, hey, that's what I want you to do. Just like that. So say a little bit and then be like, when, when you said all you can say, then go, all right, you next. And if you get stuck, then have a little brainstorming session. You know, everybody go to your book, look, okay, all right? Uh, give you about, um, let's say, 10 minutes, okay? I know that's, you have to be hook, hooking it, uh, but uh, just try to, however you want to do that. But get with somebody, unless, unless you, if you want to be by yourself, you can just stand up on the chair and just like preach it, okay? So if you can do that if you want to. Otherwise, get with kind of a group and uh, and just begin to try to tell God's story. So let's let's do it. All right, guys, let's uh, come together and we'll uh, keep going through this. Um, hey, the more and more you do this, uh, the better you're going to get. Um, let me tell you what I think uh, some some really cool times to practice this. Uh, if you go camping. Uh, you know how everybody tells stories around the campfire sometimes? We do that when we go camping. Uh, uh, this is a great thing to do with your kids around the campfire. It's like, all right, guys, let's let's tell that story. Say, what, what, what can you get here? You know, and Avery, you start out. And, you know, uh, so that's a really cool time. It's a good small group activity. Uh, it's a good just family dinner time activity. You can make it as short or as long uh, as you want to. You'll notice even in this room, uh, some people were done in five minutes, and some people are still going. I think that group back there is, uh, they just got out of the Garden of Eden, I think. So, uh, okay, all right, all right, all right, good. You know, so you can make it as short or as long as you want, you know, and so that's really kind of a cool thing about that. But listen, the more that you practice, just what we did right there, that was probably better for you in, in kind of solidifying it in your mind than, than anything we've done. Um, actually telling it making yourself kind of work through those mental processes of telling God's story is, is really impactful. So the more you tell it, the better you're going to be at telling it. All right. So tell God's story. Um, uh, in, in your little sheet, you've got a packet. Let's uh, kind of go through some things here and we're going to get to the gospel story here in a minute. 
your first bullet point, uh, evaluate how much of God's story does the person you're talking to have, okay? Um, how much of God's story does the person you're talking to have? So, didn't, okay, nothing, good. Um, I thought maybe you needed a sheet. When, when I'm thinking about t- sharing the gospel with somebody, one of the things I'm thinking about is how much of God's story does, does this person have? I got to share the gospel with a lady last week, and in my brief conversation with her, I did. I, I, it was unclear to me how much of the story she had. And so I just went ahead and kind of backed up and kind of just breezed through a quick version uh, of the story. Now, there are other people that uh, when I'm sharing the gospel, I, pretty soon in our conversation, I clue in that they... They have some kind of biblical background, so they know about creation. They know about um, Jesus. They, they, they believe he's the Son of God, the promised Messiah, you know. And so sometimes I'll go ahead and get right to the actual response to the gospel, okay? And so one of the things that, that we need to kind of get good at is how much of the story do they know? And, and a lot of times you just find that out in conversation with them, okay? Uh, bullet point number two, sowing any gospel truth at all is always profitable, okay? Take every opportunity to speak any any part of God's story, any gospel truth to anybody that you can. Um, sometimes it just, we don't have opportunity to uh, to tell the story, you know? We don't have opportunity even to give a gospel presentation. Uh, I don't know if you've heard Michelle Dostal's story. It's, it's a really cool one. But she was at a gas station one time in St. Louis, Missouri, and she went in to pay for her gas. There's a guy behind the counter. He looks kind of distraught. And so she just feels compelled that she pays for her gas to say, hey, I just want you to know that God loves you. Okay? That's it. Boom. Little bitty. All she did is throw a seat out. You know? No no story. No explanation of the gospel. I just want you to know that God loves you. God loves you. She is at a youth, meter meet, youth leader meeting in Springfield, Missouri uh, years later. And this guy comes up to her and says, I, you probably don't remember me, but you came by the gas station and I was at a really distraught point in my life. I was at a breaking point and you just told me that God loved me. That brought me into a church. I heard the gospel. I got saved. He was at a youth, he was at the, it was a youth leader convention. He was a youth leader in his church. Okay. That's a pretty cool story for someone just so to see the gospel. So, you know, just use whatever opportunity you have. Now, 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 try to get more than that in, okay? You know, I mean, try, try to, to have an opportunity to go ahead and share more of the story as much in conversation as you can. But what I'm saying is, I, I don't think it's ever a failure to sow a gospel seed, whether it's just the truth about Jesus, whether it's the truth about uh, the world, about sin, about whatever, you know, whatever opportunity God gives you, share that. So what I'm, what I'm trying to encourage you with there is I don't think it's ever a fail. You know, I don't think you have to have a whole gospel presentation for it to be a success. You know, God's going to use whatever effort um, that you that you put out there. OK, so Isaiah 55, 11, uh, God says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. It's really encouraging to me just to, to realize the power of the word of God. You know, uh, the word of God has power to change lives. And so let's get good at speaking God's word, at sharing God's word, at talking about God's word. And even with one another, I think it's good to encourage one another with the word of God. I, in fact, I would bet that just just, just having just done what you did, I bet you were encouraged to hear somebody else tell the story, weren't you? I mean, that's not a discouraging thing, were you? I mean, how, how many of you were like mad? You know, someone's telling about, you know, creation, fall, flood, and you're like, ah! 
you know. I, I mean, you probably weren't, right? I mean, it's like, hey, it's kind of cool, you know. And, and it's neat to hear somebody else kind of kind of tell that and share with that. And so, um, man, it's just just it's just a good activity. Number three, use the elements of God's story as connecting points in conversation. You know, when you think about God's story, is there anything? Is there any topic of conversation in, in the realm of the imaginable that you couldn't you couldn't take an on ramp into God's story? You, you know, I, I mean that's 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 why I think about it. I'm always listening whenever I'm conversing with somebody. I'm listening for for the opportunity for me to make a into God's story. Okay, uh, that's what I'm looking for is some kind of connecting point. So let, let me give you some. I, I give you some examples here. Example number one: someone comments on the bad state of the world. Doesn't that happen all the time? Does that happen all the time to you? That always happens to me. You know, someone will be like, man, the world's just getting so bad. You know, this is just, can you believe how bad the world's getting? I mean, I hear that all the time. Well, you know what that does for me? It gives me a great on-ramp onto God's story. I'm like, I'll say something like, well, you know, man, I think it's always been bad. In fact, you know, what the Bible says is that way back in the very beginning, you know, God created the heavens and the earth and it was all great and in paradise. And then, you know, Adam and Eve sinned against God and, 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 and man, everything started to get bad and it got bad quick. In fact, by the sixth chapter of Genesis, God destroys the entire earth in a worldwide flood on judgment of sin. Now, that's pretty bad. They're like, really? You know? Then like yeah, and then it, it kind of Noah started back over, you know, and 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 he caught, Abraham is called, and God gives him the promise. There's going to be the Messiah, but man, just a few chapters after that, God destroys a whole valley of cities, twin cities, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, because it is so wicked, rampant homosexuality and and, and promiscuity and sensuality. I mean, the thing is horrible. You know, we're not even through the Book of Genesis yet. See, I just jumped right into God's story, didn't I? You know, and they they gave me the opportunity by telling me how bad the world's been. The world's always been bad, you know. I don't know if it's worse now or better now, but you certainly look through the Bible and it's pretty bad, right? So on-ramp onto God's story. Example number two, why do bad things happen to good people or to people in general, right? Anybody ever hear that? You know, man, I still understand why all these bad things are. Hey, on-ramp onto God's story. Well, you know why they do happen? Well, God created a perfect world. That's what the Bible tells us. God created a paradise. And, and it was it was mankind that, that didn't want God, you know, that we rejected God. I don't want to trust you, God. You know, so I can talk about creation. I can talk about the fall. Or I can jump right in in the middle to the incarnation and say, you know what? I, 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 you know, I, I don't know all the answers about why bad things happen, but I just know this, that, that God stepped out of, out of the heavens and into human flesh. And the Bible says he experienced everything that I experienced. He experienced all the suffering and, and death and, and, and difficulty and pain. In fact, the Bible says he experienced a whole lot more than me because he took all the bad, all the ugly, all the horrible on himself on the cross. You know, and so, man, I don't understand why bad things happen, you know, the way they do. But I just know this, that, that my Jesus understands. You see what I just said? Jumped right into the incarnation, didn't I? Okay. Um, kingdom. Jesus is making all things new. I don't know why... You know, all the bad things happen, but I know this, that in Jesus' earthly life, he showed us a picture of what it's going to be like. And you know what, man, when I, when, I, when I read through the Gospels, here's what I see. Jesus has power over death and over demons and over disease and over dangers and, and, and over debts, you know. And, and Jesus showed us that he's bringing a new, right? Jumped right into kingdom, right? You can jump right into cross. So, so all kinds of on-ramps into God's story. Um, someone doesn't, someone comments, God doesn't understand my pain. Again, incarnation, jump right in there. Uh, I, I like this one. I hear this one quite a bit. Um, usually I'm already into some kind of gospel presentation, but somebody will say something like, 
uh, I am too bad uh, to be saved. I remember my buddy Vince called me in the middle of the night one time, and that was his thing was, I'm too bad to be saved. Uh, I don't know. There may be a better thing to do here, but what I did is I jumped right into the biblical story. I, I actually started with Moses. I said, let me tell you about some of the, the, the people in the Bible. You know, there's a guy named Moses, and, and uh, you know, he, he, he believes he's going to be the deliverer of Israel, and so he goes out and tries. He ends up killing a man. You know, he's a murderer. And then he flees into Midian for 40 years. And, you know, and so I began to tell the story. And I kind of told a brief story of the Exodus. And, and then I, I said, you know, and the greatest king of Israel is this guy named David. You know, man, he was a God, man for God's own heart. But in, in a moment of weakness, he doesn't go out into battle like he's supposed to go out into battle. And he's standing on his rooftop and he sees this gorgeous woman bathing. And, man, he just, he, he lets sin in and, and he takes her and, and brings her over to the palace that night and has a sexual relationship with her. And, 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 and then he tries to hide it. And, in fact, when he can't hide it and the lady gets pregnant, he, he, he sends her husband, who's in his army, one of his best soldiers, to the front lines and has everybody else pull back and has the guy killed. You know, and I said, now, do you still think you're too too bad to be saved? I mean, let me tell you God's story, right? Um, so use God's story as, as an on-ramp to just jump in from whatever point in conversation that you happen to be in. Okay, now I want you to turn your uh, your uh, your in your books to this sharing God's story, okay? I want to talk about how, how to make a gospel presentation. Now, the terminology is going to be difficult here because I think anytime you're, you're sharing God's story, hopefully you're working toward the gospel, right? You're working toward the good news. It's actually all good news, right? The word gospel means good news, okay? But what I'm talking about when I say a gospel presentation is I, I want to give them what I would call the core elements of the gospel and, and, and try to call them to a faith response, okay? Does that make sense? So I, I want them to I want them to understand what Jesus did for them, and I want them to respond to that in obedience. I want them to be saved. All right. So I want to talk to you about how exactly do we do that? Now, I don't know if everybody can see this. I hope you can because I, I, this this makes sense to me. Um, that first line is is what I've called the gospel core. Okay, and there's three things there. And 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 this no matter what method or no matter what verses. No matter what presentation I use, this is the way that I think about the gospel. I think about the gospel in these three terms, no matter what method I use. And I'll show you several methods here in a minute. But the way I think about the gospel is, is I move from sin, and I always draw this real big, to cross, okay, to faith and repentance, Okay, those three things, all right? Sin, cross, faith, and repentance. Sin, cross, faith, and repentance. When I say three things, I'm merging these two into one thing, okay? Faith and repentance, all right? Sin, cross, faith, and repentance. Say that with me. Sin, cross, faith, and repentance, okay? Now, that I, I think if you always keep this kind of sequence in mind, then no matter what gospel presentation you use, you won't get lost, Okay? So what, I, what I've done with God's story, you know, creation, fall, flood, okay, I've kind of done that in miniature with, with, with the gospel presentation. So this is, these are your icons for, for gospel presentation, sin, cross, faith, and repentance, okay? So what I want to do is, is I want to I lead somebody to, first of all, realize that they're a sinner, 
okay? I want them to realize they're a sinner. I want them to realize they're broken. I want them to realize that, 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 that they, are, they are at odds with God. And actually, most people don't have too much of a problem with that, okay? I have met a few that, you know, said that they weren't sinners and they never sinned and, you know, never did anything wrong and I don't even know what to do with them. I said, okay, whatever. See ya. Uh, you know, <clears throat> liar. You know, but I just can't believe that anybody really thinks that. I've never, you know, I don't know, but maybe, maybe they do. I don't know. But anyway. I want them. I want them to embrace the weight of their sin and the judgment of God. Okay, and then I want to work from there to to help them understand that God loves them even in their sin. And the cross is the great demonstration of God's love for them. That God sent His only Son to die on the cross to pay the penalty for their sins. He lived a He lived a righteous life and then died a substitutionary death to pay for their sins. Jesus on the cross is the only answer for sin. Okay. And then I, I want them to work toward understanding how do you get connected to the cross, okay? So if this is you, how do you get connected to the cross? Because you're not automatically connected. Just because Jesus died for you doesn't mean that, that you automatically have salvation. And that's when we begin to talk about how faith and repentance connects us to the cross, okay? Faith and repentance connects us to the cross. So a person responding in faith, Responding in embracing and believing who Jesus is, what Jesus has done, uh, the promises of Jesus, and repenting and turning away from their sins and, and trusting Christ. That connects you to the cross. And when you're connected to the cross, then his righteous life flows into you and, and your sins go into him. Okay? And there's this sweet exchange that 2 Corinthians 5.21 talks about. All right? So, core gospel elements in any gospel presentation, sin, cross, faith, and repentance. Now, notice the next uh, little column there, okay? The next column is called gospel elements, all right? Now, all we're doing there is we're just fitting a bunch more into this framework, okay? So, under sin, I could I could just say, you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. The Bible says we're all sinners, okay? I, I couldn't say that. Or I could also say, you know what? We were born sinners, Right? We're broken, you know, and, and, and the wages of our sin is death, right? That's what the Bible says, Romans 6, 23, the wages of our sin is death. And, and I could talk about how, how when Adam sinned in the garden, we all fell, you know, just corporately, we all fell into sin, and now we're all broken sinners, and there's nothing that we can do to repair our situation. When I talk about the cross, I, I could talk about a lot of other things, couldn't I? I could talk about um, the incarnation, okay? So when I get to the cross, I can talk about how, you know what? God put on human flesh. He, God became a man. You know, I, I could talk about God's love for us. You know, and that, you know, Romans 5, 8 says God demonstrates his own love. You know, that, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, I could talk about uh, substitution, you know, and I could, I could demonstrate. When I talk to kids, a lot of times I'll say, hey, do you have a brother? They're like, or a sister? Yeah, I got a brother, you know. I was like, you know, think about this. Think about what if, what if you did something really, really bad? You know, you, you took your dad's old, you know, new, new Mustang out for a drive. You're 10 years old and you took it out and you crashed it into the barn, you know? And, and then you're about to get the whooping of your life. And what if your brother runs in and he throws his body over you and says, dad, you know, I'll take my brother's whipping for me. You know, I always ask the kid, I'm like, you think your brother do that? No, he wouldn't do that. You know, I'm like, okay, well, here's, here's the deal. Jesus, you know, Jesus steps in between you and God. And he takes your sin upon himself and the wrath of God and the death and the separation and everything that you, you deserve. And he took that upon himself. So substitution. Under cross, you could talk about Jesus' righteous life, you know? You could talk about how 
how Jesus has fulfilled all righteousness. He lived the life that we couldn't live. He's pleasing to God in every way, right? And so there's all kinds of things you could talk about uh, Christ's resurrection life there, um, how he lives forevermore, how God raised him from the dead, being pleased with his both his life and his death. Uh, under faith and repentance, you could talk about the Holy Spirit. You talk about uh, how repentance is a, is a movement of the heart, the mind, the will. You can talk about lordship. You can talk about surrender, okay? Look at the next column, God's story, all right? So again, maybe you're, you're sharing you're sharing this, and, and you, you want to connect God's story in this, all right? So you're talking about sin. Well, it'd be really easy to talk about the fall, wouldn't it? You know, hey, let me tell you where sin originated. You know, do you know that you're a sinner? You know you're a sinner, right? Everybody's sin. The Bible says all of sin falls short of the glory of God. And you know, you know what sin came from? That sin came from way back in the garden. The first couple, you know, the first, the first man and woman, and and they were in a garden paradise. They had everything they need, but they didn't trust God. They didn't trust His Word, and that, that's why you and I sin. We don't trust Him. Okay, so you can talk about creation. You can talk about fall. You can talk about the flood. You can say, you know what? Sin brings about death. Sin, sin brings about the judgment of God. And if you don't believe that, you can look back in the book of Genesis and see Genesis and see that God judged the world already. He's already judged the world once. You know, don't think that he, God's judgment won't come again. You see it all through the scriptures, right? So you talk about uh, creation, fall, flood, all kinds of things. Okay, when you get to the incarnate, when you get to the cross, you can talk about incarnation. Obviously, that's one of ours, the cross, the resurrection. Um, you can talk about uh, the kingdom. Right? When you get to faith and repentance, you can talk about the church. You can talk about how, how all of God's people are, are brought into this body of believers. Now they're given this mission to, to live out. So, so do you understand what I'm, what I'm communicating here? Here's our framework, okay? Sin, cross, faith and repentance, all right? And in almost every gospel presentation, you're going to move in some way through those three elements, all right? You might do it very simply. You might add some things. You might pull in some of God's story, but you're, you're, you're going to need some verses, but you're, you're going to move from sin to cross, faith, repentance. I believe that if you leave out one of these, I think there's somewhat of an incomplete gospel presentation. Now, again, any kind of sowing of the word of God is great. But, but listen, I've heard, and this really makes me angry, I've heard pastors give a sermon uh, where, where they talked about sin and, and, and then they told some kind of, kind of cool stories about near-death experiences and kind of emotional things and then they said something about like and you just need to get your life right who wants to get their life right right now you know and the thing that makes me a little queasy about that is whoa 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 right we 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 we, we didn't say anything about the cross we didn't say anything about jesus word for us right and, and so so i really think if, if you have opportunity and again sowing any kind of gospel seed is good but if God gives you opportunity, you need to work through sin, cross, faith, and repentance, okay? We're sinners. Here's what Jesus did. Here's our response that is, that is a, a, a union response that joins us to Jesus, to his work, okay? Now, let's look at some, uh, some different gospel tools that you might want to use, okay? The first one is uh, the Roman road. This is uh, one that uh, is pretty pretty uh common there's lots of variations of this the most simplest variation is usually romans uh 323 623 uh 5 8 10 9 and 10 and that, that's kind of it uh, the one you have there in your book is by curtis Sargent. 
Uh, I just had to happen to have that on hand. And he includes Romans 1, 18, I think, and 20, and kind of for God's identity. And then he also includes 10, 13 at the end for kind of an assurance of salvation. But let, let's just kind of cruise through that. And let's just, for the sake of time, let's start with Romans 3, 23. So if you have your Bibles, turn there. Um, someone, somebody read that uh, out loud for me, please. Awesome. Okay, now you can use some kind of picture if you want. If you don't want to, that's fine. Most of the time I don't, but he did in the book, so I'm going to use it. So so you have this this uh, Romans 3, 23 uh, verse that says, basically we're separated from God, right? So all of sin falls short of the glory of God. So God's over here, we're over here, and, and sin separates us from, the, from, uh, from God. And then Romans 6, 23, who's got that one? What's that say? There it is. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay? So, so you can like put death in here. All right. So, so my sin brings death. My sin brings separation from God. Okay? So I've got a big problem. I'm separated from God, and, and my sin brings death, and it brings eternal separation from God. Romans 5.8 tells me that God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I think I quoted out of the NASB. That's the ESV. God shows his love for us. And that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And so I'm going to draw a cross in there. And I'm going to say, all right, look at this. The cross bridges the gap between man and God. Uh, God loved me enough to send Jesus to die on the cross for my sins in my place. Okay, now you see what I'm doing? I'm moving from sin, right? All of sin, way to sin. Okay, now to cross. Jesus bridges the gap. Jesus, you know, died for my sins. He, he rose from the dead. And then Romans 10, 9, and 10 is, is usually where people go from here. It says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So you have this faith relationship, okay? Confessing Christ, putting your trust in Christ, leads you to God, all right? So that's kind of the Roman road. People have all kinds of variations on that. You can talk for 10 minutes on each verse if you want, but that's a very simple way to kind of share the gospel story uh, through the book of Romans, moving from sin to the cross to faith and repentance, okay? All right, go to the next one. The next one is a one verse. Um, they taught this at Falls Creek about 10 years ago, and since then a bunch of people have kind of jumped on it. Some people really like it. What you do here, say you're at a restaurant, and you're like, hey, you know, can I, can I share something with you? Uh, just one verse out of the Bible. A lot of times people are like, okay, one verse. Yeah, that's not one verse. That can't take very long, right? And so, so you're like, okay, well, let me write it out real quick. So maybe you memorize it or maybe you have it in your Bibles. But a lot of times you just write it on a napkin. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's Romans 6.23, okay? And then again, if you want to draw, I think they have you drawn here if you want to. So you, you kind of same principle. You draw this chasm, okay? And then you just start working through the words, okay? So what you might do is, is you might circle the word wages. And again, what, what this verse does is it helps you kind of move through, right? Because a, a lot of times, isn't it what you're afraid of is you're not going to know what to say, right? You're not going to know what to say, right? So all these are tools, okay? So if you, if you just remember sin, cross, faith, and repentance, you've always got a framework, right? Well, this just gives you a framework in the verse. So you start reading it. All right, look, for the wages, you're like, what's wages, well, wages are what you get for what you do, right? 
So if you're if you're a plumber and you go out and snake out drains, then your wages are what you get for what you did, right? It's what you deserve, okay? So we'll put that over here. So here's me, okay? So wages are what I get for, for what I do. It's what I deserve. The wages of sin, okay? I'm a sinner, okay? The Bible says I'm a sinner. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so the wages of my sin is death, okay? So that's what I get. That's what I get for for. For sin and against God is, is death, all right? I think he puts it over here, actually. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, death. So, the wages of sin is death, okay? Um, the Bible says that death is separation from God for forever and ever. I, I can't be with God, okay? But God has given me a free gift. You circle that and you write it over here. God's given me a free gift. God's given us, mankind, a free gift. And, and, and God's the giver of that gift, okay? And the gift is eternal life. Man, that sounds great, doesn't it? Eternal life, life forevermore, life with Jesus, okay? So God's given eternal life, but that life is in Christ Jesus, okay? And that's when you draw your cross, okay? So Christ Jesus. Now, this would be a great opportunity for you to jump into your God story, wouldn't it? Do you know who Jesus is? Well, okay, wherever you want to jump in. If you want, you want to jump in in creation, tell it you know if you want to jump in an incarnation well jesus is god he, you know god he, he's, he's god in human flesh god stepped out of the heavens and and in, into into human flesh he became a man and, and he lived a perfect life and then he died a substitutionary death to pay for our sin because we deserve death jesus took our sin upon himself and 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 has given us through his through his life and through his death the free gift of god which is eternal life life forevermore with him okay but, but Jesus, we, we must for, not forget, Jesus is also Lord. You see, this is where a lot of people stumble. Jesus is Lord. What's Lord mean? Lord means your boss, your master, your king, right? And so how do, how do we get to this free gift of eternal life? Well, we get it by, 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 by Jesus. We get it by embracing and, and, and resting on and, and, and putting our life on Jesus Christ, who he is and what he's done. And, and making him the Lord of our life, trusting him enough to follow him. And that's how we get to Jesus. Got it? Yeah? So one verse, okay? Um, the next one in your book there. This is pretty recent. Has anybody seen these little dudes? Uh, they make bracelets out of them now. So again, you're at a restaurant. Why, why are we always at a restaurant? I'm always at restaurants, I guess. That's I don't know if you guys, I eat a a lot okay so uh this is kind of cool with kids because they kind of follow this all right but you you draw a crown first and you're like okay uh here's the story of god uh god's king god's king of the universe god's existed for forevermore and and god created mankind and uh he 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 loves he loves man and, and he put him in a garden paradise but man messed up man sinned man didn't trust god man turned away from god man didn't believe god's word and so so man fell into sin and because man and fell into sin, God had to come down in the form of Jesus. And he had to come down and, and he lived the perfect life. And he showed us who he was and he showed us, you know, how, how to live and what righteousness was. And then at 33 years of age, he died on a cross. And you say, why would God die on a cross? Well, God died on the cross because it was the only way to save us. Somebody had to pay the penalty for our sin. Again, what are we doing? Sin, cross, faith, and repentance. So do you see that? That all of these do the same thing, right? 
right? Okay, it's just however you want to do it. So, so Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for, penalty for our sin, and, and and he took our sins upon himself and, and took him to the grave, right? Uh, but on the third day, man, he rose from the dead, victorious over sin, never to die again. And now he invites us to to, to come into to, to his presence through the, the shed blood of Jesus Christ, through the work of the cross, by, by putting our faith in him and turning away from our sins and repentance. And then Jesus ascended into heaven, and pretty soon he's coming back. And he's coming back for all those who will, who will put their trust in him, for his people, and he's going to establish the new heavens and the new earth. All right? God's story, right? Okay, one more, one more. This one is actually my favorite. And I, I did not have any, like, material. This guy came a long time ago uh, to our association, put on a little presentation. I don't even know where he's at now. I really didn't know much about him. But there are a couple of things that I really like about, about, about his, his method of doing it. And it's probably, I probably fall into it more than I do anything else, especially if I don't know the person. Um, but his name is Bill Fay, and, and basically... This is basically from memory, okay? So if I if I disparage this guy, I'm not meaning to. It's just I'm trying to remember how he put it. But basically, the whole deal is built on questions, okay? Now, now here's the thing I love about this. People like it when you're not talking and they are, okay? Is it, isn't that a kind of a basic principle, right? Like you're hating it right now. You're like, shut up. And people people like it when, when they're talking and not you, okay? So kind of Bill Fay's method is let them talk, okay? So... I come up to somebody, and, and my, my tendency is to say, let me tell you about what I know, right? But another way is to say, hey, tell me what you know. you have any spiritual beliefs? Now, I, I can't imagine anybody not answering that question, right? Do you have any spiritual? I mean, is that not everybody has some kind of spiritual belief, right? So do you have any spiritual beliefs? And then it doesn't really matter what they say after that. Well, I mean, if they if they if they hit a home run, you know, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He can, you know, hey, awesome, me too. My name's Jason. I'm a believer. We're your believer. We'll be in heaven someday together. Great to meet you. Okay, but let's say they say anything short of that. So they're like, you know, all, all good people go to heaven. You know, all you gotta do is be good. Just do more good things than bad things. Mm. You know what you do then? Mm. Mm. You know, you listen, right? Yeah, really, really. Sometimes I'll even ask some more questions. So how many good things you have to do? Well, I don't know, you know, just try to do more good than bad, you know, just try to, and if you do some bad, you know, just own up to it. And, oh, really? Okay. All right. I'll, I'll just, just try to do some good stuff, you know? So it's so like, even if you're an ax murderer, but you do some, you know, I'll just ask some questions, you know, what do you think? You know, or maybe they're reincarnation. I believe, you know, okay, just listen to them. Listen to them. Okay. Listen to them. Let them talk. Earn their trust. Be interested. A lot of, it is interesting. Oh, it's fascinating sometimes. Uh, then, then kind of move in a little closer. Well, what do you think about Jesus? Have you ever heard of Jesus? What do you think about? Who was he? Whatever they say, it's fine. Let them, let them go. I think he was a prophet. I, I don't think there was a Jesus. I, whatever, whatever. Okay, blah, blah, blah. All right. Um, do you think there's a heaven or hell? That's a really interesting one. Most most people, and it's funny how many people will believe in a heaven but not a hell. <laughs> you know, I don't know. In my mind, they, they go together. But a lot of people believe in one but not the other. So, okay, great. Uh, if he died, you do which do you think you'd go to? Let him talk, okay? And then at the end of that, or, or a lot of times, I'll already be in the gospel presentation, actually. I, actually, after that first hit, they, they invite me in, okay? But worst case scenario, they don't invite you in the whole time. You get to the end and you just say this. You say, hey, if you were wrong about any of what you just told me, 
would you want to know? Now, they say, no, I wouldn't want to know. I wouldn't want to know. If I'm going to hell, I don't want to know. I'm just going to go. Oh, I guess you're like, hey, it's great talking to you. And let him go, I guess. Guy's not at work. But I think that's going to happen like one out of a, a million or a thousand. I think almost everybody's going to be like, well, yeah, I would. And then ask for permission. Well, can I share with you what I believe? Can, can we talk about this? Most people will let you. If they let you get that far, they're probably going to let you, okay? Now, again, here's the beauty of it is uh, you're letting them talk. Uh, come up here, trainer. So we're sitting at a restaurant. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> so, uh, trainer, I want you to, I got a Bible here. And so I just want you to read um, this this right here, that tender line, Romans 3, 23. For all who have sinned, you're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Okay, now the next question is really cool. It's just this. What does that mean to you? Now, see, I, I'm not even being authoritative. Like, what's that mean? I'm just like, man, what do you think about that? Okay, now sometimes they'll they'll stumble around a little bit, you know, and, and, and if that happens, this, hey, let's read it again. All right, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and fall. What do you think that means? Awesome. That's great. That's great. Yeah, exactly. So there it is for all of sin. Okay. So he just told me, so I'm like, okay, everybody's a sinner, right? Yeah. Right. And so you go to the next one, you know, read, read this. Okay. Thank you. So that, that's all you do is, is you just go through it. You have them read it. You ask them what it means. Now I know what you're thinking. Well, what if they go, get this really wild answer, right? So you go to the next one, Romans 6, 23, and it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And you're like, what does that mean to you? And they're like, that means everybody's going to heaven no matter what. You know? And, and, okay, here's what you do. You're like, okay, now where do you see that in that verse? Right? Now where, where do you see that? I don't, show me that, you know? So is it this part, you know, the wage of sin is death? <laughs> you know, where do you get that? So you just use that. And I'm not saying like be, I'm being facetious, but you know, don't, don't mock them. Don't do that. Uh, just in, no. Uh, but what, what do you, what do you see? What do you see there? And, and, and there's, you're just going to lead them through. I mean, these verses are pretty plain, aren't they? For the wage of sin is death. So I, sometimes I've had people struggle with that first phrase. And so I'm like, all right, what's wage? What do you think wages are? Well, that's what I get. You know, it's what I get paid. Ah, okay. So the wage of sins, which you get paid for sin is what? Well, it's death. All right. All right, let's go to the next one. Romans 5, 8. Or you can use whatever verses you want. I'm using the Roman road verses, right? And, and, and then when you finally get to uh, like Romans 10, 9, you know, says, uh, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, you'll be saved. What does that mean to you? And I, and I usually drill down on the Lord part. You know, I almost always ask that because I think that's key. I'm like, okay, what, who's a, what's a Lord? You know? And, and then, you know, they'll say something like, what? Well, that's your king. You listen to him. You trust him. You follow him. You do what he says. You know? And and then, then I kind of, I'll usually kind of wrap it up at the end. I say, all right, so kind of what we've learned here from the Bible is that, you know, you're, you're a sinner, I'm a sinner, and that, that Jesus loves us. And they died on the cross for our sins. They paid the penalty that we could be with God, and that, and that we get connected to Jesus by by putting our trust in Him. Now, 
Would you like to do that? You know, what do you think? Is that what God's doing in your life? So that's actually my preferred. I, I just like asking those questions. Now, I feel like if I just preach to somebody, they zone. Not always. I mean, sometimes they're locked in. But I feel like to allow them to embrace the scriptures themselves is cool. And, and, and also, this, this thing is kind of foolproof in the sense of you don't, you don't have to be real comfortable like speaking. I mean, because you're letting them talk. And you're just saying, hey, what do you think that means? And you're guiding them. You know, you're guiding them. I mean, if they if they get it hugely wrong, okay, let's let's look at that verse again. All right. So, so you're letting them talk. So, um, here's what I want you to do. Um, you've been so patient with me, and you've not been mad, and I thank you for that. Uh, I want you to be in your groups again, and I want you to try to work through a gospel presentation. Okay. So, um, just to each other and help each other. Smile and don't don't make it hard. Like. Like, I've had to do this with other pastors before, you know, in training times. And, like, we always are, like, the worst ever to anybody. You know, like, we bring up every, you know, it's like, you know, well, hey, you know, look at this verse, Romans 3, 23, for all of sin. And, and we'll be like, yeah, but where'd, where'd Cain get his wife, dude? Huh? You know, I mean, don't don't be that way, okay? Uh, you know, help out a little bit. So, just somebody in the group, be the be the person that doesn't know God's story. And then just pick one of these. So you can just work from sin, cross, faith, repentance. You can open your Bible to Romans 6, 23. Just work through that one verse. Uh, you can do the little symbols. You can do uh, the Bill Fay. Kind of, hey, what's this mean to you? Work through the Roman road. You can use your book. You can use your Bible. Use it all. Okay? Again, I know we're stretching. I'm sorry. Not really. But I, if, it, if, it, if it makes you feel better for me to say that I am, then I will. Uh, but I, I want you to I want you to practice, okay? This is good stuff. I want you to equip yourself to do this. So get in your groups. Uh, try to share. Ready? Go. All right, guys. How we do? How we do? Hard? Easy? Breeze right through? He's stubborn. He's not converted yet. Anybody get saved? Yeah. He's converted. It's all going to be different now, isn't it, Cindy? Tonight's going to be nice. Um, again, one of the things you're going to find when you share the gospel is um, you begin to embrace the gospel even more fully. Well, that's one of the beautiful things about, about speaking God's story and God's truth, you know. As you kind of work through this in your mind, man, it's, it's even more beautiful in your own life, isn't it? You know, as you begin to think about how you were a sinner and you were broken and you had no hope, you know, and, and Christ came to rescue you. You know, God sent his own son uh, to live the life you couldn't live and then to die a substitutionary death in your place. And he took all your filth and all your junk and all your terrible stuff upon himself, you know. And now by by putting your faith in him, by, by trusting him, Believing his word, following him, depending completely on him, not on your own works, but completely on him, turning away from sin. You can be connected to Jesus. And then, I love this part, okay? His righteous life flows into me. My horrible sin is transferred to him. And I'm made righteous with what Christ has done. Isn't the gospel beautiful? Isn't that awesome? You know? So, I mean, the more you share it, man, it blesses me to share it. It blesses me to think through that. So, sin, cross, faith, and repentance. All right. Any questions on anything tonight or anything the whole time?
This is it. Yes. Oh, thank you for coming. Thanks for coming. Hey, on that, um, there's a lot of people on Team Kids that couldn't be here, and they've mentioned that, kind of complained about it, kind of. Um, if I did it again in August, um, well, let me just start out. You don't have to answer now, but uh, think about this, because I'll probably ask the church this in, in July. If I did three or four weeks again in August, could we kind of have a break there? Um, would some of you come back, I guess? Would you do it again? Is it would, Was it worth doing again? So I, I may I may do that and uh, just go the same thing we did, just God's story, and uh, and then maybe end with, with this. Um, the reason I want to end with tonight, the reason why I wanted to end this way, because I really believe this is something that you need to you need to, to practice. I mean, I think it's something that gets on you to do that by the Lord, and um, and it's really healthy to do that, and not only to think through the story of redemption, but also to think through how you became a Christian, and uh, to know that, to be able to speak that, to be able to articulate that. This is one of the things that I, I do with kids. Um, if I'm counseling your kid. In, in, in salvation and baptism, I, I usually will not proceed with baptism unless they can in some way articulate this. Um, just because I think I think that's important. I'm not saying that they're not saved if they can't. I'm not saying that at all. God can save whoever he wants. Um, uh, but I am saying that I want them to be able to articulate the gospel before they publicly proclaim what, what's happened in them. And I just think that's a really healthy deal. So... Um, I, I just think it's, it's it's really good to be able to do that. Uh, I'll have my kids sometimes, my little girls right now, um, uh, I'll have them at night sometimes instead of a Bible story, I'll say, hey, tell me the gospel. Tell me what the gospel is. I'll have them tell me the gospel. I, I just think it's really uh, an important thing. So thanks for being good sports and, uh, and being willing to participate and keep doing that. Um, I think that's all I have. So let's pray. Father, uh, just go with this group. God, I pray that you would empower them to tell your story in, in their workplace and in their families and in their, their homes and, and with their friends. And God, give them opportunity to do that. Give them opportunity to, to go from the weather to, um, to world politics to, to the stuff of life, just right into your story. Um, God, because we know that everything, this whole planet, uh, the purpose of it is your story. And so, Lord, help us to, to have that on our lips. In Jesus' name, amen.